0: Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joel Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 7200, that's seven two zero zero zero, and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 7200 for your copy now. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block insights to give your business the inside track. And now here's your host, Joel Block.
1: Do you lose sleep at night wondering how you can squeeze more efficiency, more juice out of your sales and marketing spend? Do you ever wonder if there's technologies that can help you to be more effective, more efficient, how you can help your salespeople, your marketing people and benefit the company all at the same time? to explain that, to break it down for us? Bubba Mills, Bubba, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, you—you're um, an interesting character. You've got a, a, <laughs> a, a really pretty good-sized company that uh, actually coaches CEOs of other companies, right? Correct. Yes, we are business coaches, and and so uh, largely in real estate, but also uh, other middle-sized companies, I guess.
2: Yeah, middle-sized companies in six different countries, real estate, mortgage. Small and medium-sized business.
1: Okay. So are you seeing, you know, when, when you talk to these companies, you must see a lot of patterns, almost like an accountant or an attorney that goes deep inside. You're a trusted advisor. People pull the bedsheets back. They, they kind of tell you a lot of stuff. Um, what do they tell you about the um, efficiency of their sales and marketing spend? I mean, that's that's got to be a huge expense. Are they getting their money's
2: worth? No, in, in, in fact, I'll tell you, that most of the medium-sized companies that I talk to a lot of them have a problem even tracking where their leads are coming from based on where their marketing dollars are going out to. Um, You know, they might spend X on radio, X on TV, X on print, um, but but having the sales force or the technology to be able to capture that data when it comes back in, knowing what that is, where they invested their money and what the return is, that's the biggest challenge in today's market, right?
1: So, so in spite of the fact that uh, we have these great technologies and all this trackable stuff and, and, and companies know how many seconds you watch a video for, they know everything about what time you eat, what time you drink, uh, they know everything about everything that you do, companies are still having uh, trouble keeping track of, of what's going on. Why, why do you think that is?
2: A couple of things. One, the training of their, of their sales um, lacks that part of it. If you ever refer somebody, does somebody always call you back and say, hey, you know what? Hey, thanks. Thanks for referring Joel over for doing the business. No, not always. And most of the time, the reason why is because the person referred you to never says, hey, who can I thank for this referral? One simple question. It's it's an interesting concept. Just like, you know, online now, a lot of people are putting, where did you hear about us from? Um, That has to be a mandatory field, not an optional on the sales team. So if somebody's filling out our online um, app on that drop down. Did you hear from us from from radio, television, rant, that has to be um, a required field for that consumer to move to the next space. If not, you can't track your, your marketing dollars.
1: Okay. So let's talk about the value of tracking. I mean, so, you know, in the old days uh, we didn't track cause we couldn't track now we can track and we, we get tracked out of control. In fact, <laughs> so, so really what, what happens you know, what, what's the advantage of tracking and what happens if you don't track? Just give us a little
2: breakdown. Sure, uh, cost of acquisition is one of the biggest challenges I have with every company, no matter what industry it's in. Cost of acquisition and a return on our marketing dollar. So if I'm spending 10000 on radio, 10000 on TV, 10000 on print, and I'm spending $10,000 with all my little sales guys running around um, doing office visits all that kind of fun stuff if i don't know where my business is being generated from that dollar can i analyze say look radio is horrible return absolutely horrible in this market we should drop that 10 grand because we're getting a 3x from our people in the field i'd rather give them that ten thousand dollars and get a 3x return versus a 0x on radio if you don't know where your business is coming from, now, also remember this. It's not always the number of leads. A lot of time, it's the conversion to a client or to a dollar, um, a sale. So in some situations, uh, on Facebook, I might be able to get 30,000 impressions. But what if I did print and I only got 1,000, but out of my 1,000, I picked up 30 clients, and out of my online, I only picked up 10. Which one has a higher conversion if they cost the same money? The print does. But if you don't track, it's not always, hey, look, we got the biggest number of leads that came through this. We need to sink our money into that. It's not true. A lot of times, it's the ones that have the higher quality of leads is better than number of leads.
1: You know, we live in a world uh, which has uh, become increasingly scientific. Uh, you know, where there's more data, there's more information. Uh, I kind of tend to think that we try to be scientific about things that are not that scientific, but, (laughs) but, but we try to be scientific. And, and, and I think to your point, some companies are really good at it. And if you're a company that's not really good at it, the company that's really good at it's probably going to eat your lunch, clean your clock and take you, take you down
2: all day long, all day long. So it's, I would not give you, if I had three people that I was giving $100 a month to to go market and one was bringing me one book of business, one was bringing me three, and one was bringing me 10, I'd rather fire the guy with one and give that money to the guy with 10 so he could bring me 20. You agree? Sure, of course. It's simple yeah. concept, but companies don't do it. Okay. Uh, the so, other challenge is brand cohesiveness.
1: So let's first. So, so the first issue is tracking. We have yep. a tr- companies have a tracking problem. Yeah. And what's this next one?
2: Brand cohesiveness. You said brand cohesiveness. One salesperson saying this. One salesperson saying this. Website saying this. Everything. You. We don't have a brand cohesiveness and control of that part of it, especially larger companies. If you go to a used car sales lot, or even a new car sales I'm going to give you. Go to the Lexus and talk to three different people. You're going to get the same message. Car dealerships teach their salespeople probably the most insane amount of sales, brand, brand recognition, everything else. Get out of there, right, and go to a different industry. Go to an Ashley Furniture. They're all over across the U.S. If you talk to three salespeople, which I have done, about one piece of furniture on the floor, you're going to get three different messages, right? What's the value of that brand? So if you're going to say, well, this brand is better than this brand, and then the next person goes, no, 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 this brand's better than the other brand. Did you see what I mean? It's not the furniture's fault. It's Ashley's fault for not training their people. Right?
1: Well, that creates a lot of problems. I mean, number one, uh, there's branding problems. Right. But also imagine that that could lead to legal problems. I mean, you know, uh, you know you're diluting uh, your, your intellectual property. Uh, people could be saying the wrong thing that get companies in trouble. Uh, You know, we have all this uh, sexual harassment because people are, some people think they can do it like this and some people think they can do it like that. So um, is is this all about training or are there other issues involved here?
2: There's training, there's tracking, there's branding, right? So what does your brand, you you, you know, they, they say the word brand. So when you drive down the street and you see a green box outside of a building, do you know what logo that is? A green box no yeah um i'm gonna tell you what it is and you're gonna go oh yeah now i know it's hr block oh
1: yeah 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 okay yeah. oh
2: yeah they paid a million dollars for that green box just you know a million dollars for a green box that's what they pay for it what does that green box mean I, it means nothing about taxes it means nothing there's brain confusion I, I just don't understand why they went to that it means absolutely nothing okay where the old HR block gave them a higher return. And I, and I, I still don't, I don't understand. You know, some companies
1: really get this and they're really good at it. Um, I mean, I, I, listen, I imagine that where we're going here, there's got to be some technology time because we were talking about efficiencies. I mean, these are just pure errors. I mean, the companies make and they, they probably need better counsel. But uh, how can companies use technology to improve this cohesiveness issue that you're talking about? and the tracking issue that you're talking about. And also, you know, create consistency across the brand. Because if there were no salespeople saying anything and the computer said everything, it would be perfect every time, except there'd be no human relationship that would be a problem. But, But the message would be perfect every time, right?
2: There is. In fact, it's called a website. That's the only way to confirm that every single person gets the same message. That's today's world, right? Is you go to the website, you don't have to talk to anybody. There's options to click to talk to somebody, options to do everything you want. The problem is, in today's world, is mobile technology is worth more than websites. Websites are a dime a dozen.
1: Right, Web- websites are kind of dead nowadays. I mean, yeah. you got Facebook kind of provides weight, uh, like a website uh, interface for a lot of businesses. Um, you know, just the concept of a static website is just not that great anymore.
2: Yeah, it has to be an action website, so basically, you have to have something that drives them to your website to take action, right? Besides that, they'll just Google you. They'll find out any, anything there is. So with mobile technology these days, there's, there's, you know, a lot of people think, well, it costs a lot of money for an app. Um, there's companies out there, $400 a year for one app, right? Um, they help you custom design it, so on and so forth. So I want you to think about this. You have a company and you have five salespeople. Right. Um, and you have a company app and then you duplicate that app, one for each one of the salespeople. You say, I'm no longer going to give you a business card. I want you to text. Um, I, I don't know if I can say mine, but it's it's text Bubba, the 64600. 64600. 64- 64- BUBBA, BUBBA.
1: BUBBA. Right. Okay. So that's how they get your contact information. Yep. That's how they get my
2: contact information. So I've got six people working for me. I, I go print business cards, and they're out marketing and sales and going to meetings and networking and everything else. How do I know who they're talking to? Like, do all of them come back with the business cards? Do half of them lose the business cards? Um, what's the What are they saying? What's the message, right? Where there's technology, just like when you, when you text the word Bubba to 64600, not only is it going to send you an app that you can download to your, to your home screen, to your phone, what it sends me is saying, hey, this person just signed up. And then it goes and it scrubs public records. So it'll say, here's his email, his, his, his address. It'll tell you gender if you can find it. Um, uh, phone number, full name, everything else, all with a single text, this.
1: Oh, wait wait a second. So this, this app that you're talking about actually collects information from other websites? And so it sort of auto-populates a lot of information about this person?
2: Yes. Wow. So, in, in the back end of it, right? So, you got two things that go with this. One, it's like a call capture number, it, it, it's, it's and, and it automatically, the technology automatically scrubs it. Um, and then it goes into your back end database on it. So, you can then go and say, you look, I was on stage at this time, I was doing this. Um, a lot of people, so you have your main app, and then sometimes you can pay like 50 bucks for, like a duplicate app with a different vanity words and say, I wanted to have bubble plus. Okay. Well let, let's,
1: so let's go back to this uh, thing. Yep. So, so your sales reps go into the field, they go yep. to a networking function and they collect uh, 20 business cards, right? Uh, the company is paying that rep to be on the field and they're probably giving them an expense allowance to go buy booze and other kinds of things. They're blowing money all over town. And then they bring back, uh, Maybe they don't bring back any business cards. Maybe they got 20, but they didn't bring them back. The company doesn't really get, per se, any value. If nobody buys anything and they don't become a customer, the company didn't really get anything for that marketing. So how does what you're talking about change that dynamic where the company is actually getting real value? I mean, I'm hearing a few things. I just want to hear you say it. I mean, how how does that happen?
2: So as a company, we have our, our we'll call our mobile app, right? each one of your salespeople will have a mobile app that is duplicated from the companies. So we have brand cohesiveness. Joel, you as the owner can go in, you can change a tab, you can run a promo, you can put a video, and it instantly updates on every single app across, across the board. So now when a salesperson is at a networking meeting, instead of saying, hey, here's my business card, say just text Bubba to 64600, which is kind of standard in today's world. They text it, that salesperson gets notified there's a lead and you as the owner of the company now have that contact information in your corporate database.
1: I'll, so, tell, you, I'll tell you what I like about is, that. Yep. I like a couple things. One, giving a person a business card, uh, is, is sort of a way of saying I'm not really interested in talking to you. So here, take this and get away from me. Yep. Uh, I mean, it could, I mean, they could be interested, but if they're not, it could be a way of extricating yourself from a conversation you don't want to be in. Agree. So that's number one. Um, Texting is actually an action that they have to take. And and I'm all about playing volleyball. When you're selling, you're playing volleyball. I throw the ball to you, you throw it back. If I throw it to you and you don't throw it back, we're not moving forward. right? I mean, you're a salesman. I'm a salesman. I mean, that's how sales works. It's you're playing ball and you constantly have to throw the ball back and forth. And if somebody stops playing ball, the game is over, right? So that's what's cool about the texting thing is it forces them to play the game.
2: Well, here's the other piece of the game that a lot of people don't understand. To text means that it's usually your personal cell phone. It's not call 800-555-1212. When you text, that's your personal cell phone, right? It's not being, there, there's no gatekeeper on that. <laughs> when you call it, do you see what I mean? Yeah. You give out a business card and you're like, hey, call this number. They'll get a hold of me. You go through four people and they're not available. And it's, you get around to all that. It's a commitment because I'm giving you something personal. For yeah.
1: the so let me, so let me just clarify something. So number one, uh, you don't have any ownership interest or anything in this company. This is just a company you no. know of, or you, your company, in fact, I didn't even
2: mention the company. name.
1: No. Yeah. So I, this is, you're, you're talking about a category of, uh, of marketing services called Correct. SMS marketing. Yep. There's, There's subtle marketing. SMS and MMS marketing. out there. Right. And then that's basically test, text message marketing. Yep. And, and that's, it's, I use it. I mean, I've got a bunch of stuff that I do with it. Uh, you're describing it. Uh, I think companies really need to look into these sort of uh, technologies because mm-hmm. uh, what you're describing is the company then owning the lead. And also there probably are some legal things that when you know, we, I know when these companies, when they capture this information, the person has to opt in. There's a whole rhythm they go through. Uh, it's an easy rhythm, but they have to go through a little process and, and then they become part of the database.
2: So two actions make GDPR compliancy,
1: right? Explain tax- what that is. Explain it because not so, everybody knows about that.
2: GDPR came up about a year, year and a half ago, and I'll, I'll instead of getting into technical terms, I'm going to explain it as simple as possible. GDPR basically says the consumer has to give you permission to market to them. You can't get their name off of a database or out of the whim. So, perfect example: I speak for a living. If I'm on stage, I used to be able to get the attendee list as being a speaker. I could then upload that attendee list in my Infusionsoft and send a message out to everybody. That is now illegal because they did not give me permission to reach out to them.
1: Now, this GDPR stuff—this is this is in, in uh,
2: Europe. This is not a United States. No, thing. It's not. It started because of that, right? Out of country compliances. GDPR is a United States um, uh, uh, restriction. It's not just for companies that do business out of the country. I'm going to tell they- you that right now. So between GDPR and the can spam that, you have to be very, very, very careful. So if somebody texts you and their name is on the do not call list, it overrides the do not call list because they made action to reach out to you. Here's a perfect example. If you text me, right? So Bubba at, uh, you send the word Bubba to 64600. The company is it's called EasyCard. They're compliant with everything. What happens is they send you a text back saying, here is the link to Bubba's easy card. So you click that link. You've now taken two actions. You can do whatever you want to. You can save it in your contact list. I always tell people, save it to your home screen. And that way you'll get updated with all kinds of uh, discounts or promos and speaking events and everything else. So it gives me an an additional um, contact point on it. To the point of, So it only costs, and a lot of people think it costs so much money to text. It's like 1.2 cents a text. Think about that. So now I can send everybody who has my my mobile app a text going, hey, this special. Hey, we're going to be here. Hey, we have a new preferred vendor. We have a whatever. This is basically sales 1201. We're out of 101 at this point. Because the company is doing the messaging in behalf of the salespeople, and all they're doing is the follow-up. You follow me on this?
1: Well, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of great benefits to this. Number okay. one, uh, you're increasing the efficiency. So in other words, the salesperson doesn't put a bunch of business cards in his or her pocket. Forget to give them to the company. Forget to put them in the company database. Uh, that's number one. Number two. Uh, the, the leads are properly uh, scrubbed in terms of uh, compliance with all the different communication rules and so forth. Uh, so the company really is better off. I mean, and the other thing is in you know, the consumer is you're really working with that person personalized on a one-on-one basis. Correct. Right. And we really, people don't want spam bulk crap email. They want personalized, send me a text message. And, and they, they like that. I mean, they don't want to be abused, but they, they like having personal communication. Which is what this is doing, which is really cool.
2: So when I'm talking to you, I'll just say, Joel, do me a favor, punch phone, uh, and send it to, text the word "baba" to six four six zero zero. Immediately, you you know, here's here's the the consumer's reaction. Oh, okay, right? They were like, no, I don't want to text you my personal cell phone. I haven't had that yet, Joe.
1: No, right? I, I, listen, I use this sort of service too. It does not happen. No, nope. people, people are very curious what's going to happen. <laughs> 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 they, they wonder what's going to happen, right? So right. they uh, they immediately uh, do it, and then they're sitting there waiting for something to happen. And then, of course, right. they get a reply text. I uh, don't you know, 20, 10, 20, 30 seconds later, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, if it takes more than fifteen seconds, they start getting very impatient. Where we, right. it, it's not like in the old days if something took three weeks to get a letter. Now it, <laughs> it takes so people start getting all bent out of shape. Right. Um, yeah, it, and then they they get the information they want. Uh, Right on their uh, right on their phone, they get it immediately, and and you and the other thing is what's cool about this is you're doing something that's a little bit leading edge. It is. It's not rocket science, but you're doing something that's not totally commonplace, which makes it a little more fun, and companies like
2: it. And and that's the that's the blessing behind it, right? Um, Again, technology cannot drive; it has to enhance your business. Um, I'm still a firm believer that most deals are done belly-to-belly, eye-to-eye, with a handshake, okay? Now, if you're a tech company, you're selling widgets, this doesn't happen that way. But local, mid-sized, small businesses, right, um, they're usually community-based, state-based, whatever. Their business is done usually by salespeople that are, you know, in a car. They're talking to people. They're at events. They're at networking. They're everything else. And technology is there to power uh, those people, and that's what this does. It gives you the power of, and one your your ROI on a four hundred dollar a year technology. If you can't make one more sale with this, you did something wrong. I'm going to let you know that right now.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> are there any
1: other technology besides this? Are there any other technologies you've seen that have really helped companies to squeeze the juice out of their marketing and sales uh, uh, budgets?
2: So it depends on the industry, right? There's a lot of things that have that have jumped up in industries. Um, there's a product, so uh, have you ever heard of Zoho? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Zoho now, before Zoho got a lot of bad rap because you'd have to bo- buy Zoho CRM, then you have to buy tell everybody, Zoho, it tell everybody what it is. Okay, so Zoho, actually there's 43 apps with, with Zoho and that was the problem. Is they would say, we have the most amazing CRM technology Oh, we also have this product that does invoicing. So you can get rid of QuickBooks. And they have this product that instead of doing AdWords, you can go through here. And they got a really bad rep because you had to keep, the, the, it was all about the, uh, uh, well, what was uh, the example you used on a cruise ship? Pull the finger, she, you know, grab the hand kind of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> is,
1: is that, did I use the right phrase? Get a, get a finger, grab the hand. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of the... <laughs> upsell,
2: upsell, 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 upsell. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. <laughs> So now they have this called thing called Zoho One, which literally has all 40 products in it. So it, it is amazing. Literally, small businesses for $30 per month per user. And look, I got nothing to do with Zoho. Uh, nothing to do with Zoho. I talk about Zoho and Infusionsoft and, and uh, Salesforce all the time. Um, it's an amazing product for small businesses. Infusionsoft and Salesforce is very expensive. Okay, um, it's, it's been a game changer for small and medium-sized businesses. Because you get all forty apps, and you're only paying thirty dollars per user per month, so it's very inexpensive, and it comes with the power of forty different apps. Um, in a lot of industries, IVR technology, which is interactive voice response technology, well, let, let's let's
1: stay, let's stay on the CRM here for a yeah. second. Yeah. So, because um, here's what's powerful about this, and and I would say many companies, I wouldn't say most, but many have adopted uh, enterprise wide uh, installations of this sort of thing. And, and what it helps them to do is really to, uh, you know, let everybody filter in. Hey, I spoke to this customer about this and this was the problem. Then somebody else looks at it and says, okay, I see they had that problem. I spoke to them and did this. So it really helps you to have a global sense. And, and what that does at the customer level is it, it lets them feel like, gee, this company really has a 360 degree view of me. They really understand my situation. Uh, that's a really great goal for a company to to have about its relation with customers.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm telling you, um, you know, the, the 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 company that nobody knows. I'll even say this word, and you don't say who's that? Um, green rope. You ever heard of them? Yeah, no. nobody. I don't know why. I mean, green. In fact, I'm changing my company from Infusionsoft to Green Rope. Green Rope. Remember all those forty sweet products we talked about for Zoho? Yeah, Green Rope is one. Like literally, Green Rope is the most communicative department-wise. Um, I, I, I use things called action plans, right? So I get rid of human error. Um, the system tells you, "Hey, this isn't done. This has to trigger this. Um, if that action is not done, it triggers a person to remind them they have to do that action and that trigger." that action will also trigger another action. That's what I hope my client set up is, you know, uh, operational excellence. Systems save the um, customer experience of the client. Okay. So it also adds
1: to brand consistency, that cohesion thing. uh, That a system will help every single time it's delivered pretty much the same way. Yep, Not a robot, but it's pretty much this.
2: Here's a perfect example, right? Joel, have you ever been in Disneyland? Many times. Okay, so you keep going back year after year after year, and the average is eight to 10% increase of rate year after year after year. Cheeseburgers are now 35 bucks, and beers are probably 40, right? But you keep going back, right? No matter what the rate is, you know it's up every single year because of one thing, and it's called the experience. Okay, people don't understand in business that the customer experience is the cheapest marketing you've ever had in your life. And the reason why is you can't pay for a referral. It has to be earned. I could drop $5 million in marketing and go against your company, Joel. And if they had an amazing experience with you and they got no clue who I am, they're never coming to me. They're staying with you. So it's constant contact. It's coming with value, right? And what are you doing for them is what it comes down to. And quit saying you have a satisfied customer. Because in all actuality, satisfied customers suck. Satisfied is a 2.5 rating on Yelp. Are you gonna go to that restaurant? No way. Then quit saying satisfied because that's what satisfied equals on a Yelp rating. Nah, it was okay. So we want raving fans. I literally build the first thing on every single business is a past client referral program. I work with my affiliates, my vendors. Um, I refer you business, you refer me business. I don't have to give you a dollar. You don't have to give me a dollar, right? You're an extension of me. I trust you. You're a great brand. My name stands by you when I give you that referral. Doesn't cost you anything, right? And you've got somebody who needs a service that needs my business. You refer it to me. You can't pay for that. That has to be earned. If enough people do business with enough respected business people, and run a right past client and referral program. You'll reduce your marketing expenses forty percent. But you know, most people work too much hard to get the next customer. They don't care about the one that already bought your service and had an amazing experience.
1: That that that's probably the that's that's the inside track right there. I mean that and that, it's not that it's revolutionary, but you can never hear it enough. Yeah. That you know companies spend too much time working on the next one, not the one they already have. Yep, yeah. and you know it's. Um, It's a really, it's a really big issue. I I fully agree with you.
2: Yeah. And here's the thing, like we just talked about technology, right? I mean, that's almost in every, every conversation I have is, you know, what's technology. It's not a silver bullet. You know what I mean? Um, If you're looking for a silver bullet, just get out of business because there is none. You have to do work. It's a piece of your experience. And what this technology does is it lets you stay in front of your clients more than anybody else will ever be in front of your clients.
1: Well, that, that's, that's, what these, that's what all these technologies, the SMS marketing, yeah. the, uh, the, the CRM systems, all these different things are really designed to help you be in your uh, in front of your customers. But like anything, you have to use the tools. So yeah. You can't just buy a bunch of tools, new shiny objects, you're chasing them, going all over town. I mean, you have to implement these things and build systems around them. and And that's really... That's really important. But here's the question, and here's the hard part. <laughs> you, you buy the service. You get the SMS. Uh, where do you learn how, how to do the system? I mean, uh, you know, the, the pro- see, when we were kids, uh, they, they marched us into the library when we were six years old, and they said, this is the Dewey Decimal System. This is how you find a book. <laughs> okay? That's what they did to us, and we all learned. Yeah. now with computers it's like okay bubby you've got your own file system in your computer Joel's got his on un- and and they're not e- anything similar to each other uh, you hire a new person that person used to work for somebody else who had a totally different system and then they come to your system they don't understand the way you work and, and they try to start changing around then you can't figure out there's no standardization in our in our system in the last 30 years because all this stuff is new and it's evolved so how do we uh, how do we get some standardization how do we get some, some systems that are going to work?
2: So you just literally uh, is going to take your podcast into an evening show. Um, (laughs) It's really hard to to answer all that. I'm going to give you the the shortest way to be able to solve a problem is an onboarding checklist. So follow me here. There's an onboarding checklist for support, for sales, for management. Somebody who starts with my company has 357 rows on an Excel spreadsheet of stuff that we talk about. As simple as, I need your home address, I need this, I need that. Down to, here's a link, you need to go watch this video. This is Bubba talking to somebody on sales. This is a link on how to be able to um, understand what our core values are. This is a link that goes to a most, But I'm gonna say these words, and most people can't recite them, what your mission statement is, your vision statement is, and your core values. Most people say, oh yeah, I have them. Okay, well tell me what they are. I don't know. I I have no clue what they are, right? Uh, If you don't live by them, I don't hire people because of their experience. I hire them because they fit my culture and I can teach anybody anything. And I think that's the biggest challenge we have today is we're looking through, indeed, we're looking through everything else for the perfect candidate. Look, if that perfect candidate, if I can't sit across the table from them and have a conversation, I don't care how frightening good they are. They're a waste of my time and they're a cancer in my company and it'll eat from the inside out. Okay. So a checklist that goes through what's we have our favorite things list. So we have a list and we give everybody a copy of it. Third Starbucks and say, you know what? I like to eat Jennifer something. Pull up the favorite things. What's your favorite drink at Starbucks? What's your favorite sports team? when I'm traveling at the airport, I can pick up something for um, you know, the Dallas football team. It's those little things, right? That's what people stay with you for. It's those little things that we take from corporate America down to a small business mentality, a family. I don't care if you have 700 employees. You can make every company feel the same. If everybody's trained the exact same way, you have the right same services. It's called cohesiveness, right? For your brand, for your training and actions. Nobody does it, Joel. You're going to HR, fill this out. Hey, go over here and do this. Nope. Nobody does it these days.
1: You, you know, I, I'll t- I, I love this idea of having this checklist. Um, when we take in a new uh, advisory client, uh, I send them out a, uh, a document. It's a short document, maybe four pages. This is how we work. This is how we, uh, how we like to communicate. Uh, you know, here's the links that you need. Here's all the scheduling that you need. Here's the information that you need. We explain some different things. And then, then we capture information about them, you know, how they like to work. Not, not nearly as extensive as yours. And truthfully, I, I kind of like some of what you're saying because um, I like the idea of what's their favorite stuff I, because that really helps to personalize it. And what's really important about this is that larger companies, $100 million, billion-dollar dollar, billion dollar companies, need to treat their customers like a family business would treat their customers. Sure. And, and even though you're not a family business because you've grown so big, um, you really, in a certain way, need to retain that mentality. And that's and that's a culture. And that that's a credit to you personally, Bubba, that, that you've uh, kept that culture in your company uh, and, and that you've managed to make that work. And that's really a cool
2: thing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, one more thing on the onboarding checklist. Um, it's different than what most people think. That onboarding checklist is delivered to the department heads that they have to the train with. And that onboarding checklist is printed out and given to the new candidate. That candidate has to reach out to those department heads and set the appointment to go over those. And when they go over, they set it, say, with Beverly. And they'll sit down with Beverly. Okay, this is on my to-do. So i have got to do this, this, and this. Beverly trains them. And then that candidate and Beverly initials it, and they think that it's trained. So at the end of all their training, that goes into the personnel file. So now if they come back and say, well, you never told me that. Oh, really? Because on July 12th, I'm showing you a set down with Beverly, you both initialed that you went through this training.
1: So let me ask you, so this onboarding, is this for employees or is this
2: for clients? This is for everything. I have an onboard for a client to even be qualified to be a client of mine. Um, I have an onboarding for employees. I have one separate for operations. I have one separate for sales and I have one separate for management. So if it's for my company or if I'm coaching your company or if I'm coaching a um a bank or from coaching a pet store it's all the same it does not matter right it
1: helps so you help companies get standardized yeah they're in their intake their onboarding their training i mean that is a, that is a really important thing i mean we, we we need to wind down here but i'll tell you that what you're describing is the inside track on really delivering certain kind of experience uh really valuable and i really appreciate you sharing it because that yeah. that's how companies are going to profit uh, from the inside track that you're delivering, which we call profit from the inside. Uh, really powerful stuff.
2: Thank yeah, you. I appreciate it. Um, but we, that's what we do for a living um, is just help people, you know, grow their businesses, streamline it, make it easier, make it more ROI. Um, and a lot of medium-sized companies don't have a board. So they only know what they know inside their ears. They have nobody to bounce things off of. Um, a lot of them are husband and wife and it destroys, <laughs> it destroys uh, marriages, uh, you have nobody. So, yeah. I mean, that's why we're around, you know?
1: So Well, listen, thank you very much for, for sharing for, uh, you know, this has been really a, a really cool conversation. Uh, appreciate you uh, doing that. We'll put your contact information in the show notes in case anybody wants to get a hold of you. And I uh, just appreciate you, uh, appreciate your personal friendship too. Everything is, uh, just the whole thing. It's been awesome. Thank you for right. servicing my clients. You're amazing. Thank you. awesome. well, listen. Thank you very much. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Okay.
0: You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com.
1: Shout out and a giant thanks to my podcast producer, David Wolf, and his team at Podcast and Radio Networks. Profit from the Inside simply wouldn't be what it is without David and his team. For more information or to learn how you can launch and produce your own podcast, reach out to podcastandradio.com.
0: The inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joel Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 7200, that's seven two zero zero zero, and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 7200 for your copy now. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.